Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm. We are fresh off the latest patch, patch 6.4, and we're just going to be given general first impressions here. Keep in mind, this is not a spoiler-free show. We're not going to be doing any deep dives or anything, but we're also not going to with withhold ourselves in any way, because the majority of the content on the patch release is story content. So unless you want the show to be five minutes long, then that's what we're going to talk about. Anyway, I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Happy, and of course, joining me... Fresh off his 19-hour crafting adventure is is Sly. How you doing, Sly? I'm doing great. I'm doing amazing. What day is it, Sly? Money. It, 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 it's a day that ends in day. It's a day That's that ends in day. Those are my favorite ones. I especially like the ones that end only in Y. Those are my favorite days. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Those are my favorites. Yeah. Love They're those. also my least favorites, ironically enough. But it just depends. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on... You know, the mood. Yeah, it just depends. All right. Yeah. 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 I, How I, are you? I'm, How are uh, you? I'm doing good. I'm just, uh, I'm on a content crunch and I don't know what sleep is right now. My mods had to bully me to sleep. <laughs> they really did because I just, I like people just kept like coming on, on, on Tuesday to, to get sets and I'm like, Okay, I, I got you. I got you. And one of my mods literally had to bully me to like go the fuck to sleep. I'm like, okay, after this one, uh, let me just do this last weapon and I'll go to sleep. And I did. Sooner or later. Yeah. Later, by the sounds of it. Yeah. A little bit. Way later. Yeah. So later. for for me, it was just doing just videos all week because. For some reason, you know, we just, they decided to let me talk about 16 on Monday, then put out a patch on Tuesday, then put out interviews all day Monday and Tuesday, and then put out a, a PlayStation showcase with a new 16 trailer on Wednesday, and then I got Savage on Tuesday, and I'm going to LA next month for the freaking thing, so I'm trying to do this, this, that, that, this. That's, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. So, uh, I, I just pop a couple melatonin. And then just let the, just let the universe take me for a few hours. Oh, oh, my my shit was all natural. Like once I once I finished stream, I just died. <laughs> I, I just at least died. you waited till stream way, finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, thank you all so much for coming out to Sly's nineteen hour drive through pawn and gun alchemical adult give bait tackle discount cigarette outlet for all your crafting needs. We really appreciate you. And the funny thing is, the funny thing is, people. People actually are like, yeah, like your your ad on State of Realm. That's why I came. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. That was the most. <laughs> that was the most southern sounding shop and store I've ever ever heard in my life. That's 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 some fresh out the south shit, right? There. I like that. I like that. Yeah, damn right. All right, well, we got a patch to talk about, not just crafting and not just not sleeping and not just Final Fantasy 16. Though I'm perfectly okay to talk about that. Now I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are. Yeah, thank God, finally. Uh, but uh, let's do the, you know, you got to do the intro, I guess. So it's like, you know, it's, you know, thanks to the sponsors. And I got Steel Series, and they got the discount code. You got Advanced GG with the discount code. You got our sponsors over on Patreon for support. They don't have to, they choose to. All of our stuff's free on YouTube or on whatever podcasting thing that you use. So it's uploaded there too. SoundCloud, all that good stuff. So enjoy it however you will. And thanks for watching, and thanks for sponsoring over on Patreon. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But with that, we got a patch. I actually don't think this will be a two-hour show. 
I think we we beat this topic to death every time there's a new patch nowadays. The division of content means the majority of people kind of finish their to-do checklist within the first couple of days. Maybe not, but a, a lot of people have. Yeah. And uh, you literally had a content-free day one checklist. So you caught up and done any of the other stuff yet. <laughs> Oh, uh, the only thing I haven't done yet is the turret. That's the last thing I have to do. Do that. I did. Yeah. Oh, I learned I, an interesting thing. You did. I didn't have to do the point three quest to do the point four quest. They were not sequential. It gave me both options at the hmm. NPC. So, hmm. um, it did say when we went over the live letter that like it only named the first quest for Tatara as required. But I figured that was just a a way of saying do the quests. I did do the so point three quest. So you didn't have. Oh, okay. So I didn't, didn't have, have to, to do, do it, it though. I didn't. I could have done the point four quest, then the point three quest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, cool. but I did both of them, and the point three quest was hilarious. So, what I'm guessing, what I'm guessing is going to happen is that you will have to do point three and point four for uh, the, I guess, the finale in six point five. Yeah, I, I yeah. can't see it going any That's other way. Like. Yeah. yeah. Um. But, uh, okay, then that, I, I, let me knock that out real quick so I can give you a spoiler-free review. It's, it's exactly what you want it to be, is how I would describe it. Fair. Yeah. Fair. It was, uh, it was my favorite of the batch, which I expected, <laughs> but it's good to know that it was. Although, honestly, point three is going back and finally doing that. And I have no qualms talking about that. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> that was like a Hild- that was like a Hildebrand quest practically when it came to the four lords. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't ready for extra horny Suzaku and and the murder <laughs> murder man Seryu nearly as much yeah. as I thought. Ah, yes, I am the child of Suzaku and Tenzin. Let him continue. <laughs> Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> she was cracker. She was my favorite part of the whole quest. Not just because of that. She genu- She was generally like the best part of the of the quests. Oh yeah. Oh, man. So yeah, go do your Tataru quests and uh, brace yourselves for all of them, but especially for point four. Or if you'd like a spoiler, go to my Twitter and click on the spoiler tag and just look because I posted stuff on it. So. Hmm. That being said, now that we've gotten that part out of the way, uh, overall impression uh-huh. on what you've had time to do in 6.4 before we go into any specifics, because uh, there is a lot of story-related stuff to talk about, and uh, oh, yeah. everyone has been kind of in different categories still with how they feel about the post-Endwalker story and everything. Yeah, um... Again, uh, with regard to story, because I did story and, and raid, raid story. Um, again, if you're a fan of fucking four, you're a fan of this, this fucking story, man. Holy shit. Um, uh, like overall, overall in, in regards to the content, like another solid patch. I can't, I, I can't stress it enough that like all these patches have been really solid. It's just the aftermath that comes with it that you 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 find the, the problems with it. And go ahead, go ahead. I, There's I also been one technical issue in every patch, and we have two overlapping right now. That's not 
feeling mm-hmm. very great. Um, the patch brought with it some audio issues for borderless windowed and full screen users. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, I did and experience that once. There's the ongoing issue with the AT&T node. So those two, those are our patchly problems, which has been Endwalker. 6.1 had the housing, you know, the, the, you rolled a zero problem or, you know, the game rolled a zero and nobody won the house problem. Uh, 0.2 <clears> had the Abyssos overtune. 0.3 had, um, what was 0.3s? It wasn't just the top drama. It was, there was something else that happened in 0.3 that I've forgotten. Um, um. Just top drama. There was definitely something. I mean, it's third third party drama. I guess would be the better way to put it. Oh, I I mean, yeah, relics. But that's not that's not what I was referring to. No, um, mudras. That's the one. Ninja mudras. That is the one. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, we had our our ninja in Prague was very very uh, distraught with the with the mudra problems throughout week one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. There's that, and then point four now has the mm. audio bug. So yeah, we've had we've had an issue every patch. It's just that it doesn't change that what we're getting is is good, but it sucks that every single patch has been mired down by something. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm largely in the same. But I felt the quality of things was generally a lot higher. The the story, and that kind of makes sense. It's the finale of Pandemonium. It's you know kind of the. The climax of, of point four, like getting point to getting close to the, the climax of the post Endwalker story. Um, mm-hmm. one of the most iconic Final Fantasy villains, of course, featuring as a fight is always big for, oh, yeah. you know, content. And then <clears throat> a lot of the other little, again, Tataru loved it. You know, I, I love the side mm-hmm. story quest. It's just every, everything kind of just hit the right note. And the most important thing, I, I can't stress this enough, Sly. There was no new ocean fishing point related achievement. And not only that, but I got a fucking adventure plate thing for my three. They added one for the three million. So I got a bonus reward this patch for my three million points. And I have to lift a fucking good. finger. Feeling good. Yeah, there's Feeling also good. one for big fish and, or, and mahjong. There's new ones for those as well. Yeah. Yeah, so. Big win. Big, big win for me there. There is, however, a 16,001 trip achievement for Ruby, but it's just for a title. That's fine. For the Ruby title. Uh-huh. That's, that's, okay. that's my big win. <sighs> okay. So with that. Good. Yes. It's just, I needed to get okay. that. I was dreading logging in. So I was just, I was looking at it and I'm like, please don't. Please don't, please don't. <laughs> and then I saw the 16,000 point achievement and I was like, oh no, I was right. They are doing achievements for the other path. Please don't let there be a point. Achie- okay. There's not. Okay. Good. So with that, so. is there any topic you'd like to start on in particular? Real quick, since we're, you know, we are free to do spoilers. Real quick, yeah, yeah, real quick. free to do spoilers. Fucking Baron, goddammit. What the <laughs> What the hell, man? I mean, we got Troya, obviously, first. So, like, they just go ahead and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, in this place called Baron, like, go ahead and lean into it more, why don't you? Um, they had to. I mean, it's which, Final Fantasy IV. It would have been shocking. We also knew from the trailer which, as well, yeah. Begs the question. Are the other shards? Um, so we're getting, we're getting Xanarkin and one of the other shards, right? Stop. 
We already have Ronsos on the yeah. first. No, we're not getting. There's no Xanarkin. Yeah, yeah, we are. No Xanarkin. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. no Blitzball. Stop mm-hmm. trying to make it happen. Yep. 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 I mean, you you literally only brought this up to upset me. Yeah. Yep. yep. There was no other lean into that. You just wanted to say it. Mm-hmm. Yep. going to how bad's going to be a, a tribe, and we're going to have to, you know, learn learn to learn the language. I sure fucking hope we never have to fucking find ciphers. <laughs> I hope there's no 26 part quest to find fucking ciphers oh, in this game ever. <laughs> People don't even want to collect the fucking uh, air air currents, the ether currents to fly. Imagine needing to find the fucking ciphers all over the place. Yeah, that's why they're going to be at Albed relics, and you're going to have to find. That's going to be the book phase, is the ciphers and shit. Yeah. You're full of bad ideas, and I want you to know that it's going to be fun. You're full of no, you're full no, of you're full already, of bad ideas. They already have these ideas. Like I didn't like yeah. You know, they're they're cooking. No, I'm cooking. I'm cooking, Sly. It's me. I'm the one doing it, and you're the one who's putting me over the flame. Might as well just fucking stick a stick in me and start turning. Hmm. Got the meats. Got the meat. No, I don't have no no Arby's. I need something better than Arby's. No, no, I need I got better meats than them. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well if uh, that's where you're gonna start, then I guess we'll start with the MSQ. And uh you know, I already knew that Square was largely in touch with their player base. I didn't I wasn't aware that they wanted their player base to touch themselves. Because that seemed to be the goal of the first 10 to 15 minutes of the MSQ here. Because <laughs> that's, it was, it was a comedy act and a thirst act all in one in the first, in the first 10 to 15 minutes. We go and get some delicious looking hot curry that kills everyone. They're all dead. Every patron at, yeah. at the curry shop is dead. And immediately yeah. just shirtless, just, just uh, sweaty, dripping sweat. Doing one arm push ups to Stinian and Zero talking about getting naked. That's it. They just, they know their player base. They know them way too well. And then the social account tweets a picture from a while back of a Stinian doing push ups in a, in a towel. You look very pleased with yourself, Sly. I'm just mad that you stopped Zero from getting naked. <laughs> Everyone's like, zero. Great idea. Yeah. yeah. Rashawn's like, you know, no, no, like, shut the fuck up. Fuck up. The dragon doesn't even okay. understand. He doesn't understand. He's He only wears clothes because his little mannequin wears clothes. That's right. it. You're always naked. Shut up. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't care. Oh, man. I mean, it was not, it started on a really lighthearted note, which shocked me given the trailer. And everything, yeah. but uh, it creates a good distinction between the more serious things that kind of happen. Pretty much for the rest of it, I mean, it's fairly lighthearted until we actually make it to the thirteenth again, mm-hmm. which is uh, again, it's a nice dichotomy between what's going on. It doesn't really lose sight of things, but it's still nice that once again, <laughs> scions that are not together. Or, let's call this scion and that scion and this scion and that one. It's like we're disbanded, right? Like that's that was the point of everything, right? <laughs> right. I mean, it's still it's still 
kind of feels like that in a way because I mean I, I definitely feel it more with um Alphano and Alize than I do Thancred. Thancred, you call Thancred, he's here in like a fucking minute. Whereas with, with Alphano and Alize, they're pretty much still doing their own thing in um in uh, Tertium. Um, so yeah, yeah we just it, keep going. Some signs. Yeah, we keep going there, and they're just there. Like we have to go see them rather than them coming to us. Um, and with Tancred again, you just call him; he's just fucking there in a minute. And um, yeah, I kind of like the the interaction between Tancred and, and Zero. Like again, Tancred Tancred is just Dadcred. He's he's been Dadcred since fucking Shadowbringers, and he's still Dadcred. And Zero is our little baby. We're we're kind of nurturing. Um, and and their interaction and and then the interaction with uh Eulis, which we'll get to in a little while. Yes. God damn, that was good. Holy crap. Um But yeah, like again, some of my community still fucking hates Zero. I'm like, why? She's baby. She's just baby. That, that's that's all we're just nurturing a baby. We're, we're teaching it. That's when you look at your chat and you go, Come, let us replenish our ETH. <laughs> <laughs> And look at them with great intensity. We only have moments like that because she's so unfamiliar with with yeah. the culture and being a person versus being a void scent. So we get a lot. Right. Of, yeah, I find that we get a lot of good moments with Zero. She's been a good addition to the Scions thus far. Um, I'd argue in some capacity, in terms of post-Endwalker characters, I think she's been a better standard edition to the Scions. I guess this is technically post 5.3. She's been a better standard edition to the Scions than Graha, not because she's a better character, but because Graha mm. kind of has a character as the Crystal Exarch, but then when he becomes Graha on the source, he kind of like steps back from being the Crystal Exarch as much because he's kind of comfortable in his own skin. So he's he becomes a lot less interesting as an addition to the Scions than he is as the Crystal Exarch when we're over on the first, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um and uh, I, I feel like Zero has been a much more upward trending character. Every time yeah. they keep she's, bringing, she's growing. Yeah, she's growing. They keep bringing the Scions in because they're trying to like impart some normalcy to her, and we are not the one to do that. <laughs> oh no, no. I mean, if like again, if anything, Stanford would probably be the most quote unquote normal. He's dad, so he like, has his, no his fatherly like, as normal as he can be. Yeah, right. His fatherly instincts would probably be the most normal too. Two zero, and that's why Uriandre has said, like you know, maybe you should, maybe you should impart some wisdom and everything. Like, I caught that in. Yeah. Uh, to skip ahead a little bit, um, Zero does survive this patch, which was against a lot of people's expectations. Um, but Chat brings up a great but the question. whole Zeromus thing. Yeah, the whole Zeromus thing. Yeah, but Chat brings up another good point. Um, in that, do we think she even makes it out of Endwalker? Is she making it past the point five patch? Is now the big question. Is she a character that will follow us into seven point she, she She's done? a scion. She she's a scion. I'm not convinced. I I I'm 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 leaning more towards her being gone in seven point oh. Gone as in dead or gone as in going her own way? As in dead. <laughs> as in made the noble sacrifices like uh, a means of expressing her humanity over being a voice. You said the same thing about Alphano and Alize getting the palm and palm. No, but that was because it was Final Fantasy IV references and it just made too much sense. 
It would be it would be wrong for me as a Final Fantasy player who has played all the games and played four many times to not look at Cagnazzo in Garlemald where Alphano and Alice are and not think they're going to be petrified. Okay, that would be incorrect of me to even say no. Nah, they wouldn't do even if they're going to get as I didn't say they were going to die. I said they were going to get petrified and probably make it out later. Yeah. So, mm. but yeah. No, no, no. I still I still think she she becomes a. Full-fledged scion, even though we're disbanded. We'll see. I'm not convinced. I'm 60-40 that she dies. I'm on that side of the fence. But only 60-40, not any more than that, because there's room to keep her. I keep trying to kill off the good ones. I just just think she's going to say, oh, this is my my expression of of my humanity. You know, this is my humanity winning over my void sense side kind of thing going on. Mm. So, you know. That's 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 sort of where I'm at there. So we get through those opening scenes and we get to the point of hey, we gotta go to the thirteenth. Which of course we get to very quickly. <laughs> we don't get to the thirteenth quickly, but we get to like how we're gonna get to the thirteenth. Yeah, quickly. we're we're stuck through we're stuck with um Charlene red tape for before we get to the thirteenth. So we have to we have to go uh ask them for for Aether to to get to the thirteenth. Hmm. Um to get to use the Tower of Zot, but first we need the Aether to use at the Tower of Zot. And then, Babel. Or I'm Zot, sorry, Zot, sorry, yeah. Babel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we get, we have to go to Charlie and, and ask them how they did it for, how they did it for the Ragnarok and then ask them to maybe get some supplies from, from the, uh, Aether front. So we go do that first and, uh, the Aether Front as a dungeon, again, you know, Bear's playing patty cake. Yeah, dungeon. I I really like Aether Font. I really like Aether Font's bosses. Yes. Holy shit! Yes. Oh, like man, were those boss like the most interesting dungeon bosses I think we've ever had. The, I wouldn't go like, that far. I still think Tower of yeah, Zots, I mean, now that you've brought it up. I really think that the, the Magus Sisters and the Madness is probably my favorite dungeon boss, if I were to think of all of them. Nah, nah, I mean, Magus Sisters were kind of too predictable to, like, to a degree if you played Final Fantasy. Like, you, you kind of went in knowing what to do. If you, if you were a Final Fantasy fan, you're like, hmm. So how are we how are we gonna do this? Who should we take out first? The one who can, you know, res everybody first? Yeah, we, that'd probably be a good idea. Yeah. So, but this one, first of all, best 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 boss fight the bear hands down, hands down the fucking yeah, bear. Yeah, definitely Vala yeah. Bear. The yeah. good, it was a good Vala Bear rework from League of Legends. Big fan, big fan of the second <laughs> rework they've done for Vala Bear. Um, but not even so. There's actually yeah. one really key detail in the first two bosses that I appreciate. It means nothing. But I appreciate okay. it when games do this. The boss wasn't sitting in the center of the circle staring at us as we walked up to say, hey, I'm waiting for you. They actually kind of mm-hmm. walk around and just like when you get to the arena, you pull them and then you're in the arena. Did not notice that. No, they didn't. They weren't looking at me. Either of them were not looking at me, the first two bosses. Octomammoth doesn't have anywhere else to look, but the first two bosses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I, that's a really can, small detail, but I like when a, a boss that is supposed to be wildlife is wildlife. Is wildlife, yeah. yeah. So, 
that gets points. But anyway, even there's just that. The first boss isn't anything crazy. It's like pretty standard. The second boss, I think, is very visually and executionally satisfying to do. It's a lot of really mm-hmm. small safe spots, a lot of back and forth AOE. A lot of movement. Around. Yeah, it's very animated. Yeah. And Octomammoth is I think that that was the theme. That's kind of yeah. the theme of like a lot of the fights. Yeah. In in this patch. It was like a lot of movement. Yeah. It's a lot of like just yeah. the space you're given is is restricted in some way and you gotta I mean that's Final Fantasy fourteen in a nutshell, but the pacing of it is important. It's it's um yeah. Barbara Reach is a good example of that pace kind of being brought up a notch. And I think a lot of people received <laughs> that. They, from what I recall, everyone kind of liked Barbaricha um, for that, for having that kind of faster than 14 pace, but within 14. And Volibear yeah. is just faster than dungeon pace more than anything else, but it works. Uh, I don't remember his actual name, by the way. It's he's Volibear <laughs> to me. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I call him the Golden Compass. That's what I call him. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um and then Octomammoth also just a decent standard boss. Good use of the half arena. Oh, good, yeah. good use of a of the of a Kraken boss that's not annoying, and uh, a classic Final Fantasy IV boss. So good reference. Hmm. Yeah, can't can't say yeah. E- Ether font, uh, solid dungeon. I uh, definitely better than Troy. I think I think it was always going to be better than Troya, which is what it replaced. Yeah, yeah. First boss being well, Troya. Troya was decent. Yeah, but the this first was... boss. That first boss, though, man. The boss of Troya. The fucking ads. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Nobody I know liked doing that. Like, do, like it was just it's just such a boring like first seven eight minutes, depending on how fast you were doing it. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad Troya's out of the expert roulette. Personally. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we have that that stretch of the story. We go to the Ether font. We we find out how they were going to power the Ragnarok. What their original plan was. We get some tanks. We load them up. Send him the Garlemald. And this is probably the part of the story where most people will disagree on whether or not it was good. Because a lot of people do not like the political angles of, Gar- of dealing with Garlemald and their absolute dickhead. But we only get you, we, this is the first time we really, since the, um, since like the War of Succession, we really get into Garlemald's like political view. Like we haven't, we haven't really seen anything. We only seen like the aftermath of the War of Succession. That's it. And then here we see, here we see, like, we've been seeing Tertium for for quite a while. We know their living conditions, and then we go up to where the, like, dignitaries are, I guess you could say. <clears throat> and in comparison, you know, their their living is kind of posh. They actually have beds. They They have desks. They have organization, you know. Things that Tertium does not have. Um, and then, and then we get to see their whole, their whole, you know, putting together a new government, which is good, but at the same time, they're, they're clinging to the old ways. They're clinging to their pride. Yeah. Which, um, it looks like we're finally going to be breaking free of a little bit. It kind of reminds me of when we first killed Thornton. And then yeah. we had the dickheads who just still wanted the church and all that shit to be in control and the bloodlines yeah. to still be in control and everything. Here, yeah. though, they're just way bigger dicks about it. Less violent than the Ishgardians, but way bigger <laughs> oh, yeah. assholes. <laughs> they they have their Garlean pride. Yep. And and um and again, shout out to fucking Eulis. Eulis for fucking president, by the way. Yeah. 
Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Holy shit. Hey, you want to talk about someone who's grown as a character? Prime example number fucking one. Oh, yeah. Because I remember when we first met Ulysses. What a dick he was. Yeah, yeah, just your standard Garland, Garland all dick. And now he's just, you know, he's, that, that, that boy good. That boy, that boy needs some, he needs office. The shippers are all about him in Zero, especially after the, 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 the boot scene. The um, handshake. Yeah, yeah. Well, the handshake too, but no, the, going back a patch, the, the boots. The boots. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, that's, that just keeps getting stronger and stronger per patch. Yeah. I mean, I felt that way about Euless going back to 6.0 itself. Um, when he just mm-hmm. actually talks to Xenos briefly, when he gets that moment of yeah. why, why, why all this? And then, you know, he kind of just keeps going upward from there. I mean, he kind of starts to have that yeah. moment right before Anima starts, you know, tempering everybody as well but here yeah it's especially especially important um yeah and his short story from the anniversary from last year as well is also a, a good little addition to all mm-hmm. of that so yeah Ulysses, i think is I, I you know what though i will say this as much as i like having Ulysses, i was hoping lucia would get more given the history that you know of her of, of her lineage and her sister and and everything and what mm-hmm. we learned about her back in Heaven's War. She, she's at the forefront of this. She's where it makes the most sense for her to be with the, uh, Ilsebard contingent. But I was hoping. Yeah, but we don't see any after. Yeah, we don't see any after effects with her or like any, like, like her getting any slack for her being part of the Ilsebard contingent. Yeah. I mean, she just kind of gets like, Oh, I'm part of it. So, you know, obviously they, they don't like me, but she, it, it's kind yeah. of almost like even though she makes sense in that role. Because she's an ex Garland, she was she was Garland born. It, she, it doesn't really mm-hmm. amount to anything. Like it's just like she she's just where it makes sense to be, but it's not doing anything or not anything right. that's like recognized within the story. So that's the only shortcoming I'd say when it comes to the Garlands, as I think they they've wasted a little bit on Lucia. Personally, yeah, it's just me. Yeah, I feel the same way. But thank God Eulis is here because the fucking dickhead Garlands, man, these fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> just... and all it takes is one to, for for one to get attacked by his, his own war machina for him to see the light. Yeah, that's just what it is. Yeah, at least at least he gets there. I don't have to deal with this. I think for any more patches outside of the occasional naysayer at this point, I think yeah. I think the the dignitaries is kind of where this whole we're gonna the assholes thing kind of it the, for the most part comes to an end. Yeah. So glad to see that. And uh, now with access to the, t- you know, it's funny though about the tower of Babel. So in the final role quest, we just march up in there and just fucking do deal with it. And then here we need all this permission to like, I mean, we're turning it back on. It's a bit different, but I just, it's funny yeah. to me how we like, I guess different the situations were. They just fucking roll up in there with Fauchinol way back in a uh, 6.0. Uh, yeah. and, and then from there, we execute Ishtola's crazy fucking plan. Of course, it's her plan because she's the one who's trying to get back to her, her boy Runar, so she wants to be at the forefront of this shit. She might get mm. a chance when we get to talk about the rest of the MSQ soon. She might just get her chance. Oh, yeah. Uh, she wants to, and we kind of divine this from the trailer, take the ether that is brought to the Tower of Babel and use it to open the portal using the hole in the moon that Zodiac left behind 
but also using the seals that were broken to stop any void set from coming through the other way. So we can go in and they can't, they can't get past the yeah. hole, basically. Yeah. So great that they came up with this plan so quick. <laughs> Tola <laughs> is working hard between patches. She's like, listen, we only have like three hours of cutscenes, so we really need to make sure we get this shit going. I'll do my research in the meantime. Again, this whole thing, like you said, is a, it's a means to an end for your Stoa. It, 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 we're, we're helping Vritra in, in the meantime, but at the same time, she's trying to get back to the first. Oh, yeah. And she even makes mention of it. She's disappointed because she's like, well, we can only go to the 13th like this. So I guess I got to keep trying. Oh, well. Listen, she's she's gonna she's gonna get there. Like I said, next patch, next patch. Um, we'll we'll get to that in a bit. But mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there's a chance for some stuff there. Yeah. So, when it comes to getting to the thirteenth, pretty much things unfold as we predicted for the beginning. We get there. Yes. We find as Daya, as Daya becomes the Shadow Dragon, and we have to fight Golbez. I mean, we got all that right. down pretty much. Uh, Golbez both. I guess now you've done the extreme trial. It sounds like, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, Golbez as both a normal and extreme trial on the better quality side of this expansion's extreme trials, I feel. Uh, where would you rank it? Like now that we have most of the trials, now that we've gotten through, you know, the fiends and everything. It's, it's it? interchangeable with Barbaricha. I don't know if I like it more or less than Barbaricha, but she would be at the top prior. So. It's, uh, it's tough. It's, 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 it's around that same range, though. It's definitely better than Rubicante and Ensinger. Uh, Zodiac yeah. is fine, but it's, it's just kind of, you know, Dorito fight. <laughs> Zodiac is not fine. What are you talking about? <laughs> Listen, Stop you're it. just mad because you couldn't jump back then, but now you can, so shut up. <laughs> they fixed that problem. You're, you're good now. You're, you're not wrong. And Heidelin was on the upper end. I think Heidelin was probably, is probably the third best trial. In this expansion, so yeah, um, but yeah, he's yeah. he's up there as one or two. The normal mode's also just really good. Say again, same with Barbaricha. The normal mode just kind of is good, which is it's nice. It's not like I plan on doing it, but it's nice to have a good first impression before going into the extreme, instead of mm-hmm. a kind of just like what the fuck was that or eh kind of impression. Yeah, or with Ensinger, we have a good impression of the normal mode, and then the extreme is is not good. Opposite oh, problem. Yeah. <laughs> Very opposite problem. What about you? How did you feel about Bezzy? Uh, it was good. It was good. It was, a, it was a really, really solid fight. Um, even in, um, even in, uh, EX where, you know, it, like once you get it, you really get it. Like, what, like, the, and there's not really a lot to kind of digest. Um, Probably the, probably the biggest wall. I, I feel like a lot of people would just go through would probably be. I wouldn't even say, um, I wouldn't say like meteors. Well, not the tank meteors, but the the follow meteors. Uh, what would I say? Probably the second gale. Oh yeah. Gale two is the big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Second gale is like the one where. Like shit can happen. 
It's not, it's at least on like Double Meteor, it's not an instant wipe. In Double Meteor, if somebody eats shit, then it goes really, really poorly. And a lot of people don't have the common sense to like try to fix it with someone dead. So you kind of just almost right. always means death in general. Yeah, and then like, and then another one, by the time you get to um, like second tower, like if someone's dead, you just might as well fucking wall it. Mm. Like it can be saved. It can be saved. Like with a, if someone like you're gonna kill two people, covers, no matter what you're gonna you're gonna lose a couple of people, but it can be saved completely safe. But yeah, I mean, we went in with two deaths. For the most and my part. immediate call out was both the meteors go to the two tower because it's just the, it's the only feasible solution at that point. Right. If anyone's dead, at least one meteor, the, the the support meteor player needs to go into the support tower. It'll kill right. anyone else in that tower, but you won't instantly wipe, which is really all you care about. There. Or you can use the tank LB for it, which you just shouldn't have to. But yeah. no, people be tank LB and Gale too because they can't fucking do that shit. <laughs> Oh, I don't blame him. Man. I, I honestly, we thought about making it our standard strat. We were just like, "Fuck it, let's just tank LP this shit and then kill it before Gale three. Because if everyone's alive at the end of Gale two and nobody's dead, then honestly, we'll kill it before Gale three, no matter what. So, will the LB work for enumerations too? Uh yeah, I think enumerations do two hundred thousand, and it reduces by ninety. Yeah, yeah, they will. It, it's you got I mean, it's eighty percent, not ninety percent. It's like an eighty percent reduction. That's like forty thousand through LB three. Hmm. Yeah, cool. even uh, yeah, and tanks can even solo it if they if they like. Oh, I'm cur- I'm I'm aware. I'm so aware of that. Yeah, yeah. No, tank will be the yeah. only problem is if you then make it to Gale three and you can't do it. It's the same as like soar with Zervan. If you if you skip soar but then you can't do it later in the fight, then you might as well have just fucking done it in the first place. Exactly. So it's uh that's silly, but uh yeah no that's uh, no Golbez was a great trial. I was happy with the guy that managed to get out for that. And uh, looking forward to farming it to 100. I haven't even come close to farming my totems yet. Just way too many other things happening this week for me to even think about it at the moment. Ugh. Ugh. Beat Golbez, beat him in the trial. And then uh, we get our little look into Xeramis. And this is where they take a bit of, as I like to call them, Final Fantasy fourteen Liberties with the source material. So... Uh, for anyone who doesn't want to be spoiled for Final Fantasy IV, sorry, but I'm, go- I'm going to right now. Uh, in Final Fantasy IV, Zeramis is actually a Lunarian, someone from the moon, named Zemus, who they kill, and his hatred lives on past his death and becomes its own, like, post-death amalgamation of just invincibility and doom. <laughs> Here, it's a void scent that he's been making in, the, in Zodiac's hole. And he just tosses one last dragon in there to give it a, a heart, basically. And then now it's it's a a world busting void scent, a a, a, a dimension shattering void scent. Yep. And it works quite well. Uh, adds a bit of emotional twist. Um, it it gives us the the vague impression that maybe as I won't make it out of this, should probably make it out of this. And uh, yeah. It's it's just a nice little twist on it versus what they could have done otherwise. And also, Golbez surviving another patch, which is welcome as well. I didn't want to see him just go, and then we have this faceless Zeramis thing. I don't know how the fuck he controls that thing, but still. Other than the fact that he just can. You know, he's like, oh, I can control his die, and his die is the heart. So now I just tell this thing what to do. Yep. And now we have to deal with Zeramis, who I should have recognized from the trailer. 
mind you. Even though it looks like a dragon face kind of in the trailer, it's I I forgot that's what that's what Zeramis's face looks like. It actually is pretty close yeah. to the original one. Yeah. But unfortunately, Sly, us having Zeramis means I think I know how the next patch goes. Because they've kind of spoiled it already with something they did in six point two. Yep. Yeah. So for those who forgot. Aloha, what are you yelling at, man? Uh, for those who forgot in 6.2, we've already played this game, but we use the Crystal of Light to shed the void set form from Zero and give her the form that we have now. In Final Fantasy IV, Zeramis is unkillable and unattackable until you hold, until you hit him with a Crystal of Light, and then he becomes, he becomes his true form and becomes killable. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that Crystal of Light Ishtola gave us back in the earlier patches. Probably going to be the key to this whole thing. Now, keep in mind, yep. it's not guaranteed because Ishtola has a different plan. And, of course, this is her plan. I'm sure she's very excited about this plan. She wants to take the light from the first and use it to dispel the darkness that Zeramis has on the 13th. Sly, so what did I say back when Eden first came out about using the light on the first on the 13th. Dan, you're asking me to remember that far back. I feel like I've heard you, you the answer. I said that I, I originally speculated that the void set, like Erebus and whatnot, that was coming after mm-hmm. Eden, was coming after it because of the light. It wasn't. We know that now. But it yeah. was, it, it was, it's like it wrote itself back then. It writes itself now, pretty much. I, I, so, hope so that, a, a rejoining without it being an actual rejoining. It's just taking it's just taking the 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 opposite sides of the etheric spectrum to then mm. cancel out and make something. I don't think I'm not saying we're saving the thirteenth, but we're using that light to to break Zeromis's outer shell. Which means yeah. Reen and Gaia very likely to be making an appearance in the next MSQ as well. Graha too. Graha very yeah I would be shocked if Graha's not a part of the next one as well yeah yeah because because again we don't at the end of it we don't know how long access to the first will will retain so you're talking about like you know you know short little short little you know character interactions and whatnot um especially with Tancred I, I like he said his goodbye but like. Yeah, you, you gotta imagine Tancred would be involved somehow. Yeah. If Reen is gonna show. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 the question is, is, are we just going there as the Aaron boy or is Ishtola looking? Cause at this point, I think she wants to use the moons pretty much to travel between. Like, I think, I think she sees that yeah. possibility on the first as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're using the first moon to send <clears throat> the, Send it to the thirteenth again, because she because she's right. figured out how to send things to specifically. That was the that was the big caveat. She says we can only use this to go to the void. Now the reason she uses is because the source has a natural pull on all of the other reflections because it is the source. Um, that being said, yeah. just kind of works out. I mean, maybe we're going to the first moon, which means we'll get another. We'll get a red moon. We have a normal moon. Maybe now we'll have a, just a bright moon. Man, if Graha goes, I would love to see the interaction between him and uh, Lena again. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Of course, there is so much theory number two, which I don't think will happen, and the main reason I brought up Gaia, in that I know Eden's a little busy fixing the empty, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, you know, just saying, Eden's Eden's there still technically. You know, it's, it's just a battery for all that shit that's growing out there in the middle of the empty now. But you know. Uh-huh. Eden raid story. Uh, I feel like that's uh, you know one day connecting to this one. <laughs> I here's the thing. I feel like at some point we have another raid story or side story, whether it be the eight mans or the twenty four mans, whatever. Connect to the MSQ. I don't think the Crystal Tower is the last time that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a that's question good. of what Eden can do now that it's just kind of stuck in one place. Which is the answer is probably nothing, which is why I'm not banking on that too hard. Right. I would like to see it. Aloha. Stop. He just, he just does this. He just wants, you know what he wants now? Remember how I said when I move, I think he'll be fine because the living room and my office are technically the same. He's not fine. Now he's in the kitchen. Now he wants me to come sit in the fucking kitchen on the floor and just be there. <laughs> I can't win. He just wants to be in a room that is a different room. That then the room that I'm in, and he wants me to follow him to that room, and he complains until I do. Or if I go lay on the bed, he jumps instantly on the bed, and he's like, "All right, that's it, sleeping, buddy." But yeah, I would like to see Eden. I'd like to see. I really want Gaia to come back into things, or to actually come into things. So I really want Eden to be tied into the MSQ at some point. But yeah. un- until they give us precedent to believe they'll do it again, it's hard to say. So, um, again, solid MSQ. Yep. Can't wait to see, uh, can't wait to see how it ends. Um, and then we get into Panda Express. Yep. And, uh, you know what's weird with Pandemonium? What's up? They got through the fights very quickly to give us a mech yeah. fuck ton of cutscenes. After all the fights were done. Like, there's a cutscene between each of the fights, but they fucking bullet trained us through those to then give us, like, an hour and a half of cutscenes straight. Mm. It's nice. <laughs> I was glad, because I was like, okay, I get through all the normals, and then I can mute comms, and then I don't have to <laughs> just finish all this through. There's a lot of cutscenes here. And a lot of clarifications. Finally getting answers we have waited a very long time for. Oh, yeah. And it was, in my opinion... Amongst the eight mans, it's about equal to most of the other stories, I'd say. Um, I see why they called it an epilogue to Endwalker. They stay and they treated it as such. Especially the end. Yeah, especially the end section. So we've, uh, we've made a lot of headway. So Pandemonium, of course, begins with us heading into the eye scope and trying to figure out, you know, why is this here? And, the, our entry point is um, uh, of of Kokaitis is literally just mm-hmm. Kokaitis. Nothing, nothing crazy, nothing special. It's just gathering souls for Pandemonium itself in in the uh, in the live stream. And uh, I guess we'll start with that as we go through the sections and the fights and the cutscenes. We can talk about them. I I thought this was an okay first fight. It's again one of those I could see it being fun in Savage. It looks like it, it has potential to go a couple of ways in Savage. Yeah. But yeah. most importantly, that 
fucking song. Bop. <laughs> Straight up fucking bop. Yeah. I, I, I love the music for this entire... Now, keep in mind, the best song is from the third fight. Yeah. But in terms of new to reprising Pandemonium theme tracks, the other ones are all... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Delicious. Delicious music. And it's a good thing, because all Kokaitis does is just eat souls. He just chops. He just... And then he gets sick and he throws it back up. That's it. He just moves on with it. Uh, how do you feel about Kokaitis? All of the aspects, uh, the, I call them aspects, the, the spirits, I guess, were a good aspect of the fight. Like having one that was a mage, having one that was a, a martialist, um, and then them coming back. Uh, for for another round, that was that was really good. That was well done. Um, can't wait to see if the two spirits kind of come together in Savage, like you know, because they came in sing- singularly. Um, but what if they come in at the same time? That's what I'm thinking. See, you went to the mechanics. I went to trying to figure out who the fuck they are. The mage and the marshalist, because I, mm-hmm. I, I guess I, I refuse to believe we haven't met them before. That they're just souls from the afterlife. It probably yeah. it, it might it doesn't have to be, but like my instincts tell me to suspect it. And the beast oh, is yeah, a behemoth. Beasts. We don't give a shit about the beast. Yeah. The beast is just a behemoth. It's a random behemoth soul. Mm-hmm. There's nothing fancy about that. But the other two, they. Uh, they 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 make me curious to say the least. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, mechanically though, I can see a lot of predictions. Uh, there's some things in the arena that aren't used. There's pizza slices on the arena that go completely unused. So I expect much like with Eric Tony that I will have to pay attention to these pizza slices more. Mm-hmm. And then of course, as you said, the combined souls of having two souls at once is uh, very likely. I feel very yeah. very likely. Uh, after that, Athena shows her face as we suspected, you know. Worse. Well, no, no, no. Mom of the year. Mom of the year. No, right here. worst mom of the year. You were right the first time. <laughs> well, I don't know why you took it back, but you know, worst mom of the year. Any reason why you took that back? <laughs> I mean, cause she's kind of hot. All right. Listen, you're not gonna get in her good graces. She's 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 been taken, no. man. You can't fix her. I know. That's it. No, you just you can't you can't fix. That's there's a slide. There's a difference between mom of the year and mommy of the year. You 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 need to distinguish between the two of them. Okay. I can fix her. I can fix her. I can fix her. I can fix her. No, chat says red flags need love too. <laughs> It just it reminds me of uh, God. I can't remember where I. Oh no, I do remember. Yeah, it reminds me of of the the hot crazy scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god, the chart. <laughs> yeah, the, the hot crazy chart. Yeah, that's that's what it yeah. reminds me of. So yeah, we meet Athena, and she is uh, just as batshit crazy as we expect. Yep. Yep. 
She's literally she and she, the weird thing is she actually does kind of talk to you like a mother too. Or she's just mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I'm so glad to have you here. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm just I'm so excited. <laughs> it's so nice to have you over. Are you staying for dinner?" What's for dinner? You. That's what's for dinner. <laughs> yep, that's her. And uh, mm-hmm. th- we learned that she's uh, she is still doing what we thought. She's trying to obtain godhood. That was what we we learned about her in in Abyssos, and she uh, mm-hmm. she had uh, just as batshit crazy of a plan for doing it. <laughs> Where she essentially had her her brain just tucked away in a stone, which we'll talk about in a bit. All her memories in a stone that naturally attracted the descendant of Eric Tonios. Eric Tony. Yep. Yeah. Which I did predict. I said Claudian looks a lot like Eric Tony. I think he's just him reborn however many years later, and sure fuck enough, that's what happened. He went and he found he went and he found uh, something he shouldn't have found, and now the, Athena's inside of Claudian's body. Yeah. So, there you go. That's that's how we get Athena in the current day. That's how we get Pandemonium in the current day. All that seems obvious enough. So, that's where we go. What I didn't see was how we were going to get Eric, Lahabrea, and Themis in the current day. And apparently she can just do that now. That's her thing. She's like, oh, let me just find them in the... There they are. All right, just their memories real quick. Here you go. And they're just like... What the fuck? What the... Okay. Oh. (laughs) They look over... Oh. Yeah, so that's... So, Sly, think about that. That means that if you want Athena, you're also getting Claudia. (laughs) So is that what you want? We can, we can put her in somebody else. <laughs> no, you can't. That's the whole point of the story. Like... Hey, we can put her in somebody. We knocked her out of Claudia, and we can put her in somebody else. <laughs> that's that's literally not how this works. <laughs> we have been given a more accurate reason as to how that doesn't work. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, uh, so we have we have both of them back, and they just question the whole thing. They take some time to try to figure out how Athena's even doing all of this. And then, of course, we got to save the world. Because it's just, pandemonium's yeah. just bad. It can't be here. It's bad. It's, it's bad for the health. For your health. You just got to get rid of it. So how do we, you know, save the world and maybe save pandemonium? By fighting. Pandemonium. Literally. Literally. The whole, the whole castle. She puts a soul in pandemonium. Which I did say last week. I said you can see it's actually the Pandemonium Castle, but like as a spider, yeah. and I was exactly correct. It's that's exactly what it was. It was the whole castle with yep. a soul. Leave me alone, phone. Sorry. So yeah, just fight the boss. That's it. So what did you think of the Pandemonium fight? That fight is either the best or the worst fight in Savage. I can already see it now. It's either going to be incredibly creative or really fucking bad. And there's going to be no in between. <laughs> yeah, that fight, um, yeah, that was, uh, it's pretty interesting. I mean, we, uh, we didn't really have any problems with ours. 
Um, the only issue I could see, well, well, the only issue one is setting up webs, webs and like having them, you know, either close to poles or close to other webs or other people. That's going to be a fuck show in Savage. Um, it's also going to be mandatory in Savage. Yeah. Yeah. The bridges, the bridges. I feel like we only utilize the left bridge. We didn't know. Oh, really then you just got RNG because it's random which bridge you'll have to go across. Yeah, yeah. We only utilize the the left bridge. I was like, wait, why don't we? No, we do. Like, we, we call that getting Final Fantasy fourteen, where you just get confirmation <laughs> biased over and over. So I had that happen in the Golbez Extreme Trial on day one. Every poll, mm-hmm. every time it was the point blank flame, we got Evan fall mm-hmm. or we got Evan tied fall. Every time. And every time it was the other one, we got Evan Tide Triad on day one. Every single time. In day wow. two, about six pulls in, it finally happened the other way. So it took me a day and a half before I ever saw. I was almost sure, like, oh, yeah, the short ones fall and the, 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 the donut is Triad. And then finally it didn't happen. Bro, I have the worst luck with that. On God Kefka, we saw the fucking back kick 22 times in a row. And so we never knew there was a front kick until he finally did it and killed us all because we just stopped paying attention there. What a time. Getting Final Fantasy 14. That's that's what our team calls it. Just confirmation bias to death. Yeah. I uh I think I see how they're gonna do the bridges in Savage. No poison? No, the tanks are gonna have to take the poison to cross over to do it. I think those are tank platforms more than anything else. I, I'm pretty sure the tanks are going to be on those platforms. But it, like, no, no, what? It honestly, it looks like there's space for four people. So uh, what I'm seeing, yeah, is light like parties some, too. Yeah, but two different, bridges, yeah, yeah, something like, like Le- yeah. Leviathan, mm-hmm. something like Leviathan, like um, smokers. Uh, interesting thing. Uh, the front, uh, the front, the I guess the side parts. Um, they're as, mm. they're as many tiles as the arena itself. So you can take a knockback from those mm-hmm. and go from the front to the back and, uh, you know, survive, I suppose. Yeah. So that's another thing. So yeah, I think we'll be seeing split. Then that's actually makes that the, the, the biggest surprise about P10. The amount of healing required was a lot higher for a normal mode than I expected. And I think almost all <laughs> the healers that I've seen, they're just like, Oh, it hit, it hit. It hit. It's still hitting. It's still hitting. It's still hitting. Stop. Stop. <laughs> he hits like 10 times in a row and then does the one big one on top of it. Not, yeah, the knockback. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think that was a big surprise to a lot of people. And if you're split into two light parties during that, uh, your healing's essentially cut in half. Mm hmm. So. I think there's a, there's a, again, that's what I mean. I see a lot of things that should mean an actually interesting fight. I think you're going to have to web the back. So there's two pillars in the back that are just kind of pointless in normal mode. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have to make a web to catch people so they don't go flying off from the knockback. Yeah, webs would stop your, your movement, like, knockback-wise, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, what's really interesting is that you can do it in the... The middle. So, so what we were thinking is there's, I think, four like rows of tiles. The front mm-hmm. row is going to belong to the tanks, and they're going to need a web there to stop their knockback, which will probably be further because they're the ones taking the knockback first. Uh, and then mm-hmm. every player, every other player needs to be slightly behind it, and they need the one in the back of the room. So 
And then I think the idea is you'll all stop somewhere in the back of the room. So I do think we're going to have to make the webs like cross over and use them in the slow that they do in order to actually take that, which means players need to get webbed, which means they take damage over time, which means there's a whole lot of damage and mitt that actually goes on there. So yeah, I think, um, I yeah. think there's going to be a lot of shenanigans like that. Again, I think it could be a really good second fight, but it could also do none of these things and be a total letdown. And I've set myself up for it to potentially do that. <laughs> or we shall what if see. you connect all four of them on the inside and it just makes one giant spider web? Like 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 something actually in the back of the room that catches the player and not just like the line AoE. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not right. saying connect the diagonals. I mean, yeah, I guess it makes oh, okay. sense. I realize that's yeah. what you. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe they set it up that way where you can. Set, it's not out of reason that they can make it connect the diagonals with some of the patterns, but still. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's uh, there. You go. That's that's another one. I'm just saying. Those are those are things that are. On yeah, board. because I was like really just picturing it out in my head and like just drawing every web, and then the poles and. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you have to make sure you don't cross the cross them because then then it limits the space you can do any other mechanic too. Because if you break it early, you won't have it for the mechanic you need it for. So like the tanks can now only do shit in the front two rows, and the rest of the party can only do it in the back three rows or whatever it is. Yeah. So yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. Yeah, there's, there's again a lot of potential. I I really like the normal mode, which is uh, not rare, but. I've also learned not to hope. I like the normal mode for six as well. That amounted to fuck all. I also like the normal mode for seven. Sometimes life is cruel. Sometimes it is. Yeah. 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 Always great. We kill the Pandemonium Castle. And uh, one big thing, before we even killed Pandemonium, Themis just walks up to us and he's just like, hey, I'm here. I'm howdy. Howdy. Howdy, I'm here. Yeah. And um we learned that Athena did the same thing with him that she did with Eric and, and Laha, except that she's actually like influencing his will. Like she's using her powers yeah. to make him do her bidding. So he's like like, oh yeah, I'm I'm I I don't agree with her, but I'm like compelled. I literally can't do it. Like I'm telling yeah. you to like Yeah, we're we're eventually gonna fight, just letting you know. So uh just go ahead and be prepared for that. You know? Yeah. There's nothing I can do to stop it. I'm being completely controlled, but I can tell you that I'm being completely controlled, so uh fucking kill me. Hurry up. <laughs> he tells us that before pandemonium and then after pandemonium when we're having the discussion with Eric Tony and, and La Habrea, they essentially say the same thing. They're like, no, you, you kind of have to do it. Maybe you can help him. Yeah. Maybe you can help him. They, they do say that. But, uh, at the same time, they, they're less like, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yep. And then we do. And hold on. Before that, I mean, before that, like, I completely forgot, like, I forgot two things. One, this was actually a lot of us. Yeah. Completely forgot that fact. Oh, you forgot from, then, like, from the last time we did pandemonium. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty important. And then, and then he talks and like, 
That place doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah, now it does. Holy fuck, it is a little bit. Yeah, yeah okay, okay, cool. It has Great. been like nine months since we've been in Pandemonium, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So we're fighting a little bit. Yeah. Great. Again, and we're fighting this fight. Penis. We're fighting a little bit. I'm sorry, if I hear this voice, um, I'm hearing, um, what you call it? Uh, the other fight. Um, Warrior of Light. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this fight. Usually, usually the third fight's a wall, and I don't see that happening with this one. No, I can't. Like, because... Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Not a bad way, either. Not, not, like, again, it's it's a solid fight in, in, in terms of, like, everything that happens. But, like, difficulty-wise, I just don't see it fucking happening. Uh, for like, me, it's because it wall. reminds me too much of Fate Breaker. That's, that's the only reason. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of, of Fanjeet slash Dad Cred slash Hibachi slash Horror. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> that's it. Like, it's, it, it, I'm not, I, I do think I know what they're going to do with the Savage that's going to make it very distinct from it. But my mm -hmm. instinct tells me that having done that fight will greatly improve the ability to do this fight. Yeah. Which I think, given Tree, how Tree went with, there was almost no transferable skill between any other fight and Tree, as far as I was concerned. It was very much you had to learn mm. the, the saplings and the layouts and the possibilities. Like it, was, it was a lot of just figuring out something very specific to that fight. This fight, and not in a bad way, feels like a fight I've already figured out once before. In normal mode, mm -hmm. at least. But I think the big thing is going to be, there's going to be light and dark debuffs the whole fight. I wouldn't say the whole fight. No, I think there will be like I mean a, the whole fight. I mean, I literally You think, don't think you'll even have like a pause in between, like, e like either that or you switch debuffs? Oh, that's, that's what, I think it's literally going to be, you get assigned light or dark for like long mm -hmm. periods of time. And it's gonna, and there's gonna be new light and darks, but like, so, so there's a lot of mechanics that happen that are light or dark specific. And, mm -hmm. uh, it's, they come from the boss, but even the boss's tank buster has a light spear and a dark spear on each of the tanks. I think it's literally just gonna be a game of equilibrium. It's gonna be like fire and ice from nail, where you take too many fires, you instantly die. You take too many ices, you instantly die. So if there's an attack coming or, or up, like the or like the moon from um yeah the moon from yeah it's literally just like you go too far in one direction and you die so it's like if the tank with the light debuff gets hit by the light one he dies and maybe the light one always targets the off tank so you need to tank swap mm -hmm. there in that case if I'm a DPS and I just got hit with and the boss is doing a dark AOE I need to make sure I get hit by something with light before that to make sure that I don't go too far. And then I think this um, is sounding this is sounding a little bit like uh, Excalibur too, kind of. Yeah, I mean that's another fight where it's yeah. the same thing. The fire and ice thing from Excalibur is another nail nail example from from yeah from D. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then I just think that's going to be the primary theme. I don't think the theme is going to be the oh he's doing in and out or he's doing you know expanding AOE like the stuff that looks like E11. I don't think that's the theme mm. of the fight. I think 
the dark and light debuffs are going to be the theme of the fight. Yeah, and I also, yeah, Styx also has light and dark AoEs in it. I think there's going to be light party and a dark party that split that light party one, light party two with flexes like uh, Shiva, like Shiva's Akmorns. I suppose and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, I think I think that's the primary theme, and that's that makes sense because Elidibus is literally his role is balance. Like I know it gets kind of fucked up when we meet him, but yeah, his role is literally about preserving balance. So yeah, it all it all makes sense, and he even yells it at you the whole time. He's like balance, he like balance the elements or some shit like that. So that's what I think. And again, I I really hope this is a good one because. P7 was not good. I think P3 was great, personally. I know the orange upsets people, but I can't see colors, so fuck you. Uh, but P7, no, that wasn't good. We need, we need a, we need a, we need something good after P7 for a third fight, please. <laughs> Don't shake your head at me like that. I actually prefer P7 over P3, I can not stand P3, but I just, I just fucking hate hegemony in, in general. Uh, well, well hege- hegemony is six, not three. Wait, three wait, is wait, 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 Three is, is Asphodelos Phoenix. Seven is the tree. Seven is Agdistus. It's the tree. Oh, yeah, Agdistus. Yeah. Do you still prefer seven over three? Because... <laughs> yes. That's... Well, it's okay. We all we're all wrong occasionally. Slide, it's fine. Do you prefer Agdistus because it doesn't require any? Like, it's just I can just roll through this and I don't care because that's it is like that kind of fight. Yeah, yeah. Good uptime on tree. Yeah, the hitbox is pretty forgiving on tree as well <laughs> compared to Phoenix. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you know if, if uptime is your thing, then yeah, you probably we might like tree better than Phoenix. <laughs> Of course I would. <laughs> it's just only 90% of the arena, yeah. Oh, man. I would just, I would like a good third fight. After the last one, which was bad, much like Shatter, but it's fine. I haven't even gone into this. Yeah? This you haven't even gone into Shatter. the new Shatter? Mr. I love Shatter? Huh? I'm going today. I'm going today. Is today a day? Oh, yeah, today is the day for Shatter, because it's it's... The roulette changes per day. I know the, the, the map changes. So. Yeah. I don't know what day it is. First. <laughs> I think Shatter was Tuesday, though. So I have no idea what today's is, though. Either way. So we, uh, yeah, no, and this music, by the way. So I want to say something about this. Something that upset me, Sly. What's up? Made me very upset. In fact, I might be able to find the comment. Oh, no, you know what? It was in my Twitch chat, so I can't find a, a comment. Okay. Well, it was one that said, I can't believe how lazy Soken is getting. With the themes for Pandemonium. Because they used the Pandemonium motif and the Amorot motif. That's certainly a take. (laughs) Of some kind, I suppose. And I, I was... I was so not pleased with it. that person didn't stick around because they didn't survive the railing they received within mom- within moments. I mean, I mean, who is this person? I, I mean, I just want to talk. I mean, I I, I just want to talk. Like, like I, I just want to talk to him. I just want to talk. <laughs> I just want to talk. I, 
I just want to talk. I just want to talk. Like, who is this person? Like, uh, again, just just a casual conversation. Just just a conversation. Just want to talk. Just want to talk. Yeah. Um, this was my favorite theme of of the of the ones we've heard so far, and I'll elaborate on that later. Of the themes we've mm. heard so far. And uh, it's, it, it's nice because it's very upbeat compared to, to the edge, which is very dire and very, and then the original yeah. Amarat one, which is very melancholic. This one's very upbeat because Olympus is honestly, he doesn't want to fight us, but at the same time, he's like, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this. He just actually yeah. wants to have a fun fight. He just has no control over that. That was his, his desire. That's what that was his driving desire, just yeah. to fight us. Which is like the whole yeah. point of the story, which we haven't even gotten into yet, because it's kind of all dumped on you after you deal with um, Athena, or actually, it's more like after this, and then like as you deal with Athena. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because after this is where we learn about um, that we have more questions about Orosite, and, and some of the quests in between Lahabra was inquiring with the researchers who were scared the mm-hmm. shit of him. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing who he would become, they were scared shitless of La Habrea. Um, yeah. He inquires about Orosite and, of course, the heart of Sabik as a piece of black Orosite. And uh, we learn that the heart of Sabik is indeed black Orosite and thus does the same things that the Orosites from the Ivalice do because that's where they're from. Yeah. When you got the, the question prompts, did you ask about, uh, the high seraph? Because I did too. Yes. Like, I, I that was my question. That is only yeah. available if you've done the evil east quests, that, that option. Yeah. So yeah, I had to, I had to do that one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And yeah, it does actually, uh, before we even get into it, uh, way later, if you didn't do this, it, after you finish all of the story quests, if you talk to Claudian again, you can ask him about the high seraph if you've done evil east as well for a bonus. Custom. That I haven't done yet. I haven't done yet, but I'm yeah. going to do that. It's yeah. it's a quick like two three minute bonus cutscene that uh, talks a little bit about the connection between Ultima the High Seraph and the Heart of Sabik, and I guess just the mm. library thing in general. But then, yeah. oh, and trust me, I have something to say about that too. There's <laughs> something else that I need to talk about a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, essentially we learn through all of this that uh, that's how Pandemonium came back in the first place. Athena's memories were stored in the heart of Sabik. So when Lahabre is using it against us, he's in some way essentially using Athena against us all the way back in Ultima Weapon and everything. Hmm. And it's worth mentioning that even Pandemonium as a castle casts Ultima. <laughs> like that's its AoE, it's just Ultima. And then we're dealing with even bigger Ultima in the 12th fight, which is uh, oh, which yeah. was a nice little treat. So, yeah, we essentially got our answer finally after all these years. What is the Heart of Sabik? It is Black Orosite with the memories of Athena stored away in them. It gets – apparently it served – see, that, this was the missing piece. We didn't actually know what happened to it after Ultima Weapon. Mm-hmm. And apparently he kept it. La Habrea preserved it and brought it to the etherochemical research facility, which it was then left in because he was, he died. He was killed by Thornton. Yeah. And Claudian goes and finds it. And then Athena possesses him. And then he turns the etherochemical research facility. She turns Arf into pandemonium and brings it to the ethereal state. That is a long play. That is a hell. That is a twelve thousand year long play. Yeah. So, 
That's what that Orosite was specifically for. Because we knew it was Orosite before. That's why the researcher just said, yeah, Black, the heart of Sabiq was Black Orosite. We yeah. learned, we, we, we learned that before. But we learned specifically that it held Athena's memories in it. What's not 100% certain is how Athena gets it. Because that's kind of the one thing left in the air. We have to assume, because as you brought up the option, it's given to her by Ultima the High Seraph. But they also conclude that Ultima the High Seraph is probably not from the star. It's probably from another planet. Or dimension yeah. or something. It's otherworldly. So, either... Now, now you get the, it's from another shard so, question. Or, uh, the, the 13th is another question as well, because we know they had Aura Sight on the 13th. Like, that's one of the big problems they had over on the 13th. So. So. The others? Um, so. Um, they're otherworldly as well? The yeah. Ones we fought? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the big thing is now the question is, is this a matter of dimension hopping or is this a matter of planet hopping is the question that comes to hmm. mind from the Orosite. Because Orosite is very clearly not from uh, or is not native to even the Elpis. It's from Aetherius because this is from before the Sundering that she had this stone. Mm. So it's not like the 13th had, but the 13th clearly is where the Orosite was kind of funneled. Like it was it was the kind of like the thing that that accelerated all of the 13th falling. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's the big question is, did she tear open a dimensional wall in her research? Did it fall to the planet? Like Omega did, did Omega accidentally bring that shit with him from one of the planets that he conquered? It's like, it's just fucking COVID. He's brought it with him and it's just fucking sticking around now. So I'm wondering where Pamphret and everybody else came from then. There's other ore sites. Well, I think the running theory was that Ultima, based on the Ivalice raids, that Ultima was responsible for all of them. All of the ore mm -hmm. site. Hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't have come from Omega. I don't know why I said Omega. He's from the Allegan era. But all the same. Yeah. I was just thinking otherworldly. So, yeah. This, that's it. There's, there's some some other mystery that's kind of laid open. That is yeah. that is that is not fully explained. Even though we've dealt with Ultima the High Seraph already, we still don't fully understand where she came from with the Orsa. It's still a somewhat open ended question of her origins, and that is a future expansion, not seven point oh, but a future expansion. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, yeah, and they did something else with the hardest to become very mad about. <laughs> very mad. What? <laughs> what? Claudian, like, I'm gonna research this. I'm like, give me the fucking stone. Give me the fucking stone right now. Do not, Claudian, give me yeah, the fucking I think I stone. This. Let me have the stone. You shouldn't have it. It doesn't make any sense for me to let you hold on to this. Yeah. But after, so we get, the majority of those answers we get before the end. Some of the things we just went over we get at the end. But we, of course, deal with our final boss in normal mode and that of uh, Theos, technically. That's the form that Athena takes uh, for her, her godhood. Mm -hmm. And uh, once again, solid fight. Yeah. Yeah. That's it.
We just have to picture what second phase will be like. And Sly, we don't have to picture that much. Do you remember what I said back in PAS about predictions based on orchestrian roles? There was an orchestrian role uh. available the week before Savage in the list called White Stone Black, which we knew was not Embers, which belonged to PAS or belonged to P8 Normal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we didn't. White Stone Black was assumed to be uh, Heart of Sabik because it's Black Oversight. Um, yeah. We have the name for Phase 2's music already because it is once again in the orchestrion. Do you know what the Phase uh, 2 theme is, Sly? I do not. An Endwalker remix of Ultima's Perfection from the Evil East Raid. <laughs> hmm. So we have somewhat of an I, I I guarantee you it's probably not exactly what we're expecting, but that being the theme is... Uh, Fairly telling. Hmm. That's that's her ascent to godhood is essentially, I guess, becoming some sort of reincarnation of Ultima the High Seraph, or at least it would presume to be so. I wonder if she's gonna make you run the little maze. I, yeah, no fucking maze. Oh my god. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see some of the other, um, espers pop up again just because of Oris Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So whether it's a phase two or a door boss, which it'll probably be a door boss. I'll be shocked if it's not a door boss. Um, that's, that's what we're dealing with prediction wise is just there's some, something involving ultimate high server. And you know what? No one's surprised by that really, especially because of two things. In the Athena fight, her ultimate attack is Ultima's, Ultima the High Seraph's Ultima. It's the same exact animation as the one from the 24 man. Mm-hmm. And also, as a fun little tidbit, she says the thing. From the deepest pits of the seven hells to the very pinnacle of the heavens. And now we know why La Habrea was saying it. <laughs> oh, man. To hear that line all those years later. <laughs> the only other, you know, the only other place we've heard that line in all these years? We didn't hear it, but we've seen it mentioned a lot. Where? Hildebrand. He says it so much. He always says from the deepest pits of the seven hells to the very pinnacle of the heavens. It's the only other place. Where? All the time. He said it like three times this expansion already. He says it a lot. That line. <laughs> he says it a lot. I think he just said it in point threes again too. He just pulls it out of his yeah. He just pulls it out of his back pocket all the time. <laughs> so now that we know what we know, do you think Hildy um, next Hildy or any Hildy after will make any reference to pandemonium? I would love not to pandemonium. I would love if. If we had like an Evolution Hildebrand adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, honestly, Pandemonium's face does kind of look like Dr. Lugay's face with the goggle. Actually, no, it reminds me of Mr. Freeze from the old Batman movies. <laughs> just like with the goggles on the, on the face of Pandemonium. He's got, yeah, he's got very, he's got, well, not even from the old, from the, from the cartoon, actually. It's more from the cartoon. 
But yeah, he reminds me of uh, <laughs> Freeze more than anyone else. It is time for you to chill out. <laughs> you know what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. And now, and now, all all the quotes, all the quotes are coming back. Anyway, again, solid fight, good reference, and we have our prediction for Phase Two slash uh, everything else there. And then we get like an hour of war yeah. dumps. Most of the stuff we just went over, fortunately. So, yep. And Claudian still has that fucking st- Claudian. Give me the rock. You shouldn't have the rock, Claudian. If that motherfucking rock comes back into play again, I'm going to be so... They left it in his hands just so they could bring it back later. They had the ability to bring it back later. I don't trust that, man. I don't trust that, man. He says, oh, I'm just going to research it. I'm just going to keep researching it. I'm like, give me the rock. He's, oh, it's devoid of memories. I don't care. Give me the rock. What did you think of the uh, the final scene of... Very final scene, fully voiced, which I thought was, I thought did this justice, honestly. Yeah, uh, this is one of those cases where they, it needed to be voice acted and it was. <laughs> Granted, I would have preferred the entirety of the tier to be voice acted. Everybody's gonna that. say that, but this is a different, like, this is a different scenario, different scene. Like, it has weight to it, whereas, like, well, I'm not gonna say that. Nothing in, nothing within Pandemonium had weight to it, but out of everything, this did. I, you know what, there is, so the Elidibus being voiced for the entirety of the final scene. First of all, the final scene, that is the reason it's the epilogue. More than, more than the scene of La Habrea in Pandemonium actually explaining why the La Habrea we meet is fucking crazy amongst mm-hmm. the problem with Athena. Like all that shit. Explains why Alabre is crazy. We like we have the definitive answer as to what goes, what happens, and what goes wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But with Elidibus, it's different because it's like he sends us away to Elpis, and then he's like, "Oh wait!" Like he has that moment where he kind of realizes what he was supposed to do and like why it was the right thing to do, and he remembers seeing us in Elpis, and this is closure on that specifically. So he gets to be like himself and fully complete and all that stuff. And, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a, it's a good send off because he is the final kind of, he's the final Asian that we didn't have a, a, a bit of closure, to, uh, towards. Yeah. And, uh, the only thing that's kind of strange is the interpretation of the very final scene. So after he says he remembers a crystal tower, he remembers, you know, somewhere in his subconscious that he, we must have met us in the past to send us back to Elpis in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a scene with him at the edge of existence, essentially, where he's like, he's like underwater and he's just like finally like slipping into the afterlife. And he says like three or four things and all of them are confusing <laughs> because he talks about how because we won, we get to write the future, something Emmett Selk said as well. But then he mm-hmm. shows some genuine concern over the future of the planet. And then he sees a light and the scene ends, which is largely interpreted as him being born in another body, essentially. His his ether, you know, becoming another person, being born anew. I just want to know, what what did he see? I also like to interpret it as this, the thing that he says right before he disappears on the Crystal Tower. 
you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 about the, the sunrise or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> but what does this man see now at the edge of existence that makes him concerned? We'll find out later in 9.0. <laughs> yeah, 9.0. We didn't even touch on, when we talked about MSQ, the several 7.0 teasers that they dropped in there. Yeah, that meeting, that little meeting um, with Aaronville. Uh, Rian J. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah, Rian I was Jay thinking about. Aaronville being like, oh, you know, I have a personal matter to attend to, and Kyle finding the a letter. Coming. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, about Arabelle's homecoming. I mean, yeah. he's just going back to the woods. Kyle smash it. invite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was good. Yeah, the Kyle, yeah. the Kyle, the Kyle smash invite. That was that was so funny. Yeah, yeah. And, and needing archons. Yeah, so there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that uh, just kind of gets mm-hmm. dropped in one scene that doesn't say anything definitively, but it showcases that one of the two areas is already under consideration. And I can't help but feel like. It, this, I don't know, Aaronville, I, I guess that's the problem. Him going back to the woods seems to imply something evolution. Because if he's, Vier- mm-hmm. he's he's a Viera, one would assume that he was born in the woods, you know, out in Ivalice. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's... It's uh, it's question. I still think Maricidia and New World, both. I think we're I think we're sticking to the double location thing, where we're going to two mm-hmm. different... Two different- uh, places, but I'd love to actually go to Dalmasca proper. It's just we, they'd have to require Ivalice done because that place is, uh, it's kind of fucked up. It's a little fucked up. Gabranta's still alive too, so he's always someone to play a potential role. There's always all sorts of stuff. We're not revisiting that. No, I don't think we, we are. There's no, there's no way in hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think, I think that's hard dropped until they get Matsuno back. They left the, oh, he faked his death most likely out there and, uh, just moved on. But you never know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Matsuno's planning on coming back. You don't know. Maybe, maybe he's going to do it. Maybe he's the scenario writer. If he's the scenario writer, I'm not going to lie. I'd be a little afraid because he is very verbose. And I don't think a lot of people are going to like that. (laughs) Mm hmm. Oh man! So yeah, uh, I'm gonna hold true to my predictions of Maricity and the New World both, and I'm gonna assume that that Smash invite is for something in the New World. <laughs> and little we find out, the New World is where Smash is. Perfect. I the one that pissed me off the most. Someone said, "Oh, that's her. That's her invite to join the Xanark and the Abes." I was like, "I fucking hate all of you so much. <laughs> I hate it. I hate you all so much." <laughs> I saw that. I was, I was so mad when I saw that. Oh, and then Kyle's going to be the new Blitzball class. That's that's. I was like, I fucking hate all of you so much. God. She gets trained. She gets trained by Waka. <laughs> oh, fucking hate God. all of you. Let's go. Yeah, Kyle's being invited to the as the ball. Not a similar member wow. of the team. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bell Pandemonium sets off. I was really, I was really glad to have the end of this go the way it was. I was glad it was voiced, and overall, I'm pretty content with the way Pandemonium went from beginning to end. I didn't really feel like it had a slow part, and also 
Again, so I mentioned earlier there was another scene I wanted to have voiced. Yo, when La Habrea does this, <laughs> I was like, yo, I wish he was voiced right here. My man with the swag like it's nothing. Just, here's the other half of my mask, I'm going to burn you. That's it. He was donezo right there. She survived. It was, it was a warning. Yeah. <laughs> More than anything else, it was it was a warning. But I just, his crazy instantly turns on. And you're like, yep. That's that's yeah. it. This is this is the La Habrea that we see eventually. So yeah, he just he literally burns out Athena's influence is the big thing that he does. Like he's literally like mm-hmm. untempering her to some capacity. Yeah, he burns Burn out. out the bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, uh, again, but uh, yeah, a really good close on a lot of the stuff that we've been experiencing for the last ten years. Um, how, how do they top this? I don't ever think it's about topping. I, I don't like thinking I mean, about but we're that. always going to compare. Like we have 10 years mm. of content to compare to. Like, yeah. But, but at the same so, time, like for some people, Endwalker is not as good as Shadowbringers. Some people don't like heavens. Like that's the, that's the thing. It's like, I don't ever think about this topping the thing before it. I just want it to be entertaining as a whole. Like, I've enjoyed the Endwalker MSQ. I've enjoyed Zero. I've enjoyed this little, like, void thing that we've been doing, finishing, kind of rounding out the, the, the dragons and, and the missing ones. Mm-hmm. Like, getting to that finally has been exciting. Um, yeah. I, like, I've enjoyed all of these, these different aspects to it. So, for me, that's, um, that's all that matters is that we continue to expand the world and that what we do in said places, I, I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Again, I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing, you know, because again, once we finish, I feel like once we finish with Golbez and uh, with Zeromus, there's nothing that could possibly connect to it save, you know, who, who, um, Rianjay and Thancred were talking about and Kral's smash invite. Like, that's like completely separate stuff that'll probably lead to something bigger on its own. Yeah, but you know, I'm just waiting to see what happens after Golbez. I mean, the the big question is: Is Zeromus able to bring down the wall between dimensions? Because if he can, that opens up the shard travel, which then brings a lot of a lot of questions in. That's that's the thing we don't know. Because the whole point of Zeromus is to break in, is to invade the source with it. He essentially wants to mm. take over the source so everyone on the thirteenth can go there and die. Like, they can have life back. Which probably doesn't work. <laughs> In all honesty, probably doesn't work that way, as, as he thinks it does. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder what the capacity of Zeromus actually is on that front. And on top of that, uh, another thing we kind of glanced over is that Golbez is not Golbez. <laughs> yeah. He's Durante, who is Durante. wearing his brother Golbez's arm. And I wonder if that's supposed to be, like... Maybe Durante is like his name, and then they do the thing where they're like, "Oh, but in Baron they called me Cecil." Like, <laughs> like, like that's my name is Durante, but but by but the other knights had another name for me. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm wondering if that's the route they're gonna go because I was wondering, like, we everyone was wondering why is Golbez using a sword? He's a fucking mage, and then they're like, "Well, yeah, Golbez is yeah. a mage," and then the other person is a swordsman who's taken up his armor. So, I don't know. I just want to see. Those are those are the things I'm paying attention to. So, 
Yep. And all of a sudden, now we're nowhere for Celia. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? I mean, I, like I said, I would love to talk about Totoro, but I know you haven't done it yet. Yeah, I gotta go do that. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah. No, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very good. It's not very long. Not that the other ones are okay. long, but you know. No, uh, the other ones weren't long. No. Either, but yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I think that largely covers the majority. And then there's just all the other things, you know, like they added the adventure plates and quality mm-hmm. of life. Stuff that we covered in the patch notes. Um, Black Mage's yeah. buff being on crack. Another thing. <laughs> that was the thing. We, we didn't get to talk about job changes last week because they weren't in the, the patch notes, but, uh, man. Goon getting another fucking True North? What? Every every Dragoon I know has been very thrilled about Dragon Sight. But if anyone thinks that mm-hmm. Positionals are surviving till the next expansion, you're the one on fucking crack. I'm convinced they're going. <laughs> like, every Positional was just gone. Yeah. And in 7.0, you... That's, yeah. Okay. I don't even think anything takes its place. Like, I don't think they use it to open up new gameplay. I just think they're gone. <laughs> Yeah, but no, the black mages, uh, the black mage buffs are fucking stupid. They're like, I, I cannot, I, I think I know why. And I believe Sfee said this, but it was right now the main reason why you mm-hmm. would run black mage is often to take a melee position spot and not as the soul caster. And for that, it was underpowered. <laughs> That's hmm. that's like the only feasible reason to have done it. <laughs> like it's it's shocking otherwise. <laughs> because they just gave them so much damage. That's the only reason, Sly. It's the, nothing else makes sense, because the job is cracked out now. They're like, oh, they don't have a race. Raise tax. <laughs> let's like let's bring the raise tax back, but let's just increase Black Mage's DPS instead of decreasing Red Mage in Summer. <laughs> That's it. That's all it is. So yeah, that job's cracked out. I was shocked. No fizz range potency buffs at all. I was yeah. I was beside myself. I couldn't believe it. I was I I think that was the biggest shock of the whole thing. And you know what? Just fucking deal with it, I guess. Just dance, just dance the night away. Woohoo! There you go. Oh, black mage buffs. Guess what? That's a buff to me. I guess I'll just have to take that in stride. It feels like that's what they do with fizz range. They're like, ah, oh, they buff the the bard and dancer buff the other ones. So just buff the other ones, and now they're stronger too. It's like, I hate you. <laughs> hate you so much. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, that covers the majority of everything. Yeah. Uh, oh, real quick. Uh, collective unconscious. Like they. <laughs> how do you buff? Like this might have been just like a a visual thing, but how do you buff the the um the length of it, and it still, you know, looks pretty much the same. It does, you know what, I felt the same way. Like, when I look at Asylum and Sacred Soil, I, um, 
the initial pop is large. The bubble reapplication. Oh, the uh, the initial pop. That's what it is. It's only the initial yeah. application. I was trying to remember exactly because I was going to say because the big thing is is they made the the defense thing like it actually stays for the entire time now. It's like even when you step mm-hmm. like it used to stay out for a few seconds. Now it like keeps its duration. Like when you when yeah. you go out, yeah. Because most people literally just do this and then put it away. They don't and they try to time it so that like five second window with the buff is applicable. So yeah. No, but there's a little way. Honestly, I think the most hilarious thing is Caracole on Sage. That shit looks like it's stretching out into the fucking, like, sky. It's, 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 it's scary, the animation for Caracole with how large it is. It's just this, like, bubble that pulses super fast, super far out. <laughs> oh my god, it's just, it's, it's frightening. Oh man, it stretches until Ultima Thule. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, other than that though, um, it's, it's a lot of little things. I haven't messed around with the Island Sanctuary stuff yet with the, the minions, but, you know, not like there's much mm-hmm. to say about that. It's, it's, it is what they described it is. Uh, the only thing is that they still don't keep making the pen bigger, but they keep adding new monsters to put in the pen, which is <laughs> awkward considering how many rare monsters there are and how many pen spaces there are for, for your monsters on the island. So, oh, that's the other thing. The PvP frontline daily roulette is like 1500 series EXP per like mm-hmm. day without including the actual first, second or third place. Like that's just on the roulette bonus. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's pretty. It's pretty enormous if you're just looking to get that done. So enjoy your series. Uh, yeah. So, but with that, no. I think now that's uh, now it's everything. Now that's everything that I really wanted to touch upon. No ocean fishing. No ocean fishing. No ocean fishing. So glad. And no blitzball. I'm winning. I'm winning by everyone else losing. I love it. Losers. But unless there's anything else, Sly, I think we're good to wrap this show up. Yeah, I think we are. Cover pretty much everything. Yeah. All right. Well, with that then, Sly, it has been a pleasure. Uh, next week, we may or may not have a show, depending on whether or not I'm done with the raid by then. Safe to assume no, but... You did predict a two-day raid. I predicted right the first group would be done in two days. That doesn't mean I'll be done in two days. I'd like to be done by Thursday, but, you know, Friday's total possibility as well. So, I mean, who knows what could happen in Prague? You know, Prague, the raid tiers have been pretty fucking wild the last three patches between Ultimates and Savages. Yep. So who fucking knows? Wonder what drama we're going to get this fucking raid tier, man. This one's just going to be a repeat of third party stuff. I guarantee it. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be it. But, uh, yeah, with that, that is going to be a wrap for this week's episode of State of the Realm. Thank you again to our sponsors over on Patreon for supporting and, of course, Steel Series and Advanced GG. Appreciate all y'all, but remember, everything's always available for free. So if you enjoy the show, be sure to, uh, you know, pop on over to the YouTube, like it, comment, interact, join us live Fridays at noon Pacific, whenever we do have a show. And, yeah, appreciate all y'all tuning in. Sly, what you got going on, pal? Uh, well... You can find me at twitch.tv slash sly, aka Gray Fox. You can find me on Twitter at Sly the Fox. Right now, currently, I'm just enjoying patch, you know, 6.4, you know, uh, doing all the rest of the stuff and then 
Of course, if you know, anyone else needs it, you know, got discounts and slides, 18 hour drive through, pawn and gun, auto parts, alchemical, adult get bait tackle, discount cigarette outlet. In case you need your, uh, your, your craft sets for, for the savage next week. So come on down. We got the good prices. We got, we got, well, come see your boy. Other than that, you know, um, yeah, just doing a lot of 6.4 stuff. Uh, fuck, I gotta get ready for fucking Diablo because I am actually playing Diablo. Um, nice. Yeah, this, yeah, first time ever playing Diablo. First time ever. Are you jumping into four right away? You're gonna play three at all this week. Mm. Nope, jumping into four. That's gonna be fun. So I've heard I've heard ups yeah. and downs about things from from the tests, but we'll see how the full like when you're going past level fucking twenty or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, so, we'll see. So is that? Hi, I'm yeah. And then what about you, good sir? Well, first thing I'm doing is I'm petting Ivy. Um, yes, she doesn't demand it. Uh, this is this is a very normal thing. For me, so uh, this has become probably the most normal thing for me in terms of daily activities is just cuddling Ivy. Um, and when I'm done cuddling Ivy, <laughs> you can find me at Mr. Happy 1227 everywhere. Oh, this Monday, I finally got to start posting about Final Fantasy. Get your ass out of my face. Final Fantasy 16. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know that Final Fantasy. Yeah, Final Fantasy. Get your ass out of my face. Yeah, that's that's my favorite one. Um yeah, and so I started finally being able to post about my hands-on experience with Final Fantasy 16 on uh, on Monday, and it, mm-hmm. I've continued to post news and updates. And then there was a new trailer. It's just I've been trying to balance doing both 14 and 16 stuff all week, and it's led to like two to three videos a day being worked on, and that is going to continue to be the case today. Tuesday, I'll be doing mm-hmm. Savage. All day, 12 to 16 hours a day, depending on, you know, how people are feeling and, and, and energy levels and stuff until clear. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have that done ASAP. Um, I am going to LA next month, uh, to the, what's it called? The live event for Final Fantasy 16 as well. So I'll be gone for a day or two. And then of course, 16's release is on June 22nd. So I, I'm just, I'm, I'm putting Diablo aside. Like I kind of wanted to play Diablo 4, but I'm just, just going to put it aside. I, I can't, I can't even be asked right now. Dude, at least you're streaming 16. I am taking a week off. Not a bad to idea. Play, play 16. So, uh, I'll be here. I just won't be, you know, on Twitch. Yeah, you'll just be watching. Don't worry. I'm sure that I will get very far ahead of most people who could be watching and then finish it and then play it again. Because uh, I just put out a video yesterday about the endgame content for 16 that we got uh, information mm. from from Game Informer. And mm. uh, I sure do love Devil May Cry. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Clive must die. I was going to call it that, but that's not what it's called. It's Ultimaniac. Uh. Ultimaniac mode. Mm. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's going to be a fun one. Final Fantasy mode and Ultimaniac mode. Those are, those are the, the two big ones that I'm looking forward to. Plus, you know, whatever side quest hunts, bonus. Like, they're probably going to be bonus content in the game before you even increase the difficulty. So, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, but that's going to be a wrap for us today. I'm going to do a very short post show. I have a lot to take care of this afternoon. And then tomorrow I'm going to finish up Lightning Returns, start World of Final Fantasy, and then 6.4. Roll right through. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. We're going to go into a short post show and I will see you well on Tuesday, but not for stay there almost likely next week. Maybe we'll see. Either way, uh, y'all enjoy your weekend. So bye for on YouTube, but the post show is still, I'm ending the show. Yeah. See you soon, everyone.